program is about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true. Lo, a strange yet familiar visage like some reoccurring nightmare trots towards you from out of the darkness without cause or compunction. As it races forward, the wailing of dueling banshees catches in the air and you begin to realize what this is. The monstrous horror cannot be stopped and it's too close now to effort and escape. All that's left is surrender and the promise of sudden oblivion. But you know, all it wants is your ears. Welcome to Far Off Topic, a totally different thing than Odd Normal. Well, a marginally different thing. I'm your host, Fiasco Jones, and with me, because being away was just so good and he hates himself oh so much, is Steven Jackson, a.k.a. Jax, a.k.a. Mr. Glasses. How was life? Um, you know, it's been a while, so life's okay, I guess. Life's good. Life's good. Lots of work, plenty of uh, crime to go around and keep me busy, and um, that's all. Oh, uh, uh, daughter's walking. Um, saw that, saw that. Yeah. Uh, uh, she gave me strep throat. So now for the year I've had uh, strep throat, pneumonia, bronchitis, tonsillitis, and an ear infection. So, um, And may- she's not, is she going to school already? Yeah, she's in she- daycare. So, um, and then I live in like uh, the Pacific Northwest home of idiots who don't vaccinate their children. So God only knows what the hell she's getting. There was a posting on the, the daycare's door that was like, attention parents, somebody has come down with strep throat in the building. Um, or scarlet fever. And it's like, you fucking assholes. Uh, <laughs> are you... scarlet fever very, very deadly? Yeah. And, it, if, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's, 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 I haven't looked it up, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's preventable. So, um, <laughs> but regardless, uh, everything's great. Um, you know the the beautiful winter is rolling in so we're getting cold weather and lots of rain and it's fantastic what have you been doing uh a lot uh, i think the last time i we left this the show which is now a new show by the way it's uh, we're we're going by far right. off topic instead of odd normal but uh when we left that the last uh, i guess this is season 1 of far off topic so the the end of season of the odd normal um had just gotten engaged and now the entire world this i mean really i haven't done that much because it's really our wedding planner who is like wants to murder both me and mean green um <laughs> about how kind of like inattentive we are I mean, we have a son i mean we have other things going right she's just she wants to kill us for how uh kind of like casual we've been about this uh the wedding planning but it is a lot of garbage does it it's just like you have to get this uh vendor and this vendor and this vendor and uh it's tedious to say the least but that that occupies a ton of time that would be, be normally be free time where you're just doing all that stuff this wedding could be a complete disaster because it's being essentially uh decided by my likes and dislikes and if you've ever listened to the first season of odd normal uh it's just a grab bag of just weird ideas so you know this wedding could be very interesting huh i can't <laughs> wait actually now well, i would say I'll the only w- other the only countering is our uh uh, godsend of a wedding planner, uh, Marina, 
who actually uh, tampers uh, any strange ideas I might have. Other than, I don't know if you've ever gotten your if you've gotten your uh, invite yet, but if you got go to our website, our our wedding web website, I wrote uh, the story of. Uh, me and Mean Green, our, our wedding story, and it is a collage of uh, phantasmagoric ideas and 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 thoughts. So I, I was allowed that one. <laughs> that, that that was not edited out. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's great. Well, uh, let's move on to the show. So, as I said, sort of belatedly, uh, this is a far off topic now. It's no longer odd normal, uh, but it also gives us a bit of a freedom to talk about whatever we want to, uh, whereas we're not. Really focused on a specific subject. It's just Jax and I um, really just uh, talking and uh, seeing where it goes. But our range of topics is still pretty broad. Uh, it will venture into the political. It will venture into the odd normal, for lack of a better word, uh, and everything in between. So that's that's the new show. Um, hopefully also because it's, it is kind of a, a looser format. That means that because of our busy schedules... We will have it'll be a lot easier to get these things done on a t- more timely basis, less editing probably on my part, um, and just more straightforward getting it done, getting it out there, and uh, yeah, just see. What, at least that's the intent, you know. I mean, right? It's a good. It's a. I think it's a good way to 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 sort of transition from uh, a kind of fun season one into uh, a little more structured season two. And with that, uh, we're going to go into our first uh, new segment, uh, Stories of the Near and Far. So, pretty much as we last left Odd Normal, our last episode, we were uh, really digging into the concept of the Second Civil War. And I think we left that... Uh, the that, that segment, the whole entire episode, we kind of ended on this idea of what happens after the midterms. If if uh, the Democrats lose handily uh, because of gerrymandering and X Y Z, um, or just unfair play, then what happens? You know what happens? Well, now I guess we have the conclusion to that story. Midterms are over. Um, the the Democrats take the House, lose the Senate. Um, but again, they they picked up some uh, governorships. They picked up some how uh, state legislatures. So the question is, I think they wanted more, though. You know, I think the Democrats won. Yeah. We're, we're hoping more because they were talking about the blue wave. Um, would you consider this a blue wave, in your opinion? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't. I think when you look at the the map, when you when you end up looking at the map with respect to the Senate specifically, the, Hitting you essentially, they essentially had to keep North Dakota and um, Missouri, which were going to be extremely difficult, and then basically run the table on all their close races uh, for the Democrats to take the Senate, let alone you know or tie the Senate. Um, you know, I think I think uh, Beto O'Rourke was um, probably the best case for winning a you know flipping a Senate seat. Um, and that's in Texas for Christ's sakes. Like that's hard to do. I think winning the Senate was, was such a long shot. It was such a long shot when you actually looked at the numbers, Democrats were defending something like 30 seats, whereas Republicans were defending, I want to say 13. Um, but I think that when you look at certain places, you can see exactly what kind of, what, what the blue wave was. Um, Pennsylvania, I think, is the biggest example of of how uh, 
how well Democrats do in elections. Because what we don't see is Democrats getting elected to office despite the fact that they get millions of more votes than the other side. So in Pennsylvania, a judge said, this this whole state is so gerrymandered. Actually, I think it was their Supreme Court, but this whole state is so gerrymandered, we need a nonpartisan or bipartisan commission to redraw the damn lines. It's like every place was up for re-election, and if I'm not mistaken, every Republican seat flipped. So when, when, when a state is not gerrymandered, when there isn't active and open and tacit voter suppression going on, Democrats crush elections. So, I mean, you look at Georgia, for example, we had 300,000 people purged from the ballots. Now, obviously, some of those people can't vote, moved, became felons, died. Those people need to be purged from the ballots. But when you're the guy who's responsible for purging the ballot and making sure that the ballot is valid and running for the office that you want. That's just good, smart strategy there, Jax. I mean, like, be the judge and the jury. I mean, come on. If you're, right. you're going to do anything, that's just a smart tactician there. It, it's true. That is that is absolutely true. The notion that you, I mean, I think I think a Democrat would have recused himself from that spot or or, or at least a, a, a less craven uh, Republican, if there is such a thing anymore, would have recused himself from that spot. But, you know, this guy didn't. He did his damnedest to get as, as few uh, minority, low-income, uh, female voters on the, red, on, the, on the rolls, and he won, and not by a yeah. lot. So, you know, is, is it a blue wave? I mean, I think that there's more Democrats in the House than there have been, I want to say, since Watergate. Yeah, um, since Nixon. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's to, true. To me, now, to me, the notion that we took the House at, at all, a divided Congress is is now going to actually do its job, which is be a check on the executive and and the judiciary. Here's the thing, though. On that note, are they going to be that effective? You know, because like you said, Democrats still hold on to this idea of of kind of rule of law right and wrong, decorum, those are important values to them. Right. The, the process, these these processes uh, are the values uh, that they care most about, whereas the, your opponent doesn't. Your right. opponent, you know, if you step out of line, even though he may have, like, just murdered somebody, I'll, I'll, let's say not say murdered, but he, even though the opponent breaks the rules constantly, the minute you do the same thing. They're like, ah, see, you're a hypocrite. And the Democrats fall for it. You know, the Democrats, oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to be called a hypocrite. Like, um, so I feel like we're going into another one of these sessions where the Democrats take something, they get something that has a lot of power and a lot of potential. I have a feeling in me that is that they will not execute on that, that, that potential. What are your thoughts? I think that your fear and your feeling is 100% warranted. Um, and you're absolutely right. They they just roll over at any sign of, of criticism. You know, and I think that we just need strong leadership and strong leadership that backs uh, the, the strong representatives. You know, we, we can't, the, the rules have changed. The days of saying, you know, this person said a cuss word or something like that to a reporter and therefore this is a national scandal that's on the news for a week, th those days are over. I mean, th the other side's got nothing. 
So you, you literally have nothing to criticize Democrats about anymore, like affairs, paying money to prostitutes, all that stuff is completely now acceptable in, but, in the but world. The thing is, though, is that I think that it's only acceptable for Donald Trump and for Republicans. Uh, I mean, really, no Republican can, can really even think to, to uh, out Trump Trump's kind of just lack of morality. But I think we hold Democrats to a different uh, standard. And for right or wrong, I think that we just do. And yeah, I, so yeah, I think that only Trump can get away with this kind of like this look the other way or this this lower bar. Um, and even, and, well, I mean, Roy Moore even sort of got away with it. I mean, he, definitely his, his, his base didn't care. Which is astonishing. But I think that the, you know, you're absolutely right. The, the, the response then needs to be from the Democrats extremely strong. You know, it, it, we're we're are, we're talking in hypotheticals, but if something like this does happen to a Democrat from here on out, I think that the response from the entire party, or you know, at the, at the very least, congressional leadership is go fuck yourself. You, you right. guys, you guys elected Donald Trump for Christ's sakes. The guy still thinks that the uh, uh, Central Park Five are guilty. The guy. Um, you know, regularly dines and, and commiserates with uh, dictators. We don't give a shit that one of our um, one of our people, um, you know, maybe had an affair. One of our people was texting with a, a colleague, something like that. What what I think is important for Democrats to do, obviously, is set an agenda and stick to that agenda. And a large port of, portion, regardless of what the pushback is push through universal health care, universal Medicaid, just, you know, you have the house, push it through, push through um, protection for social security and Medicare and Medicaid. You have the house, push it through, push through a bill that protects Robert Mueller and make the Republicans reject all that. And then on top of that, be the uh, leaders for oversight, do your damn job with respect to oversight the reason that we have committees in in the legislature, in the legislative branch, is because the executive branch has, has gotten so massive that these committees need to keep an eye on what the oversight, what, what the executive branch is doing. So let's legislate and let's investigate. Uh, you hinted on this, just a, a nice, strong, abrupt turn, but sort of related to what we were just talking about, the Mueller investigation. Um, Matthew Whitaker... Uh, I want to get your perspective on this mostly because you are a lawyer and mm -hmm. uh, you work in, in, in his field. Uh, it, it, do you, would you consider this an illegal appointment or is it, is, is there enough room in there? Uh, wiggle room to say, yeah, he he's, it's fine. He's, he's good. Uh, I think that he's probably good. Appointments like this are required to go through a, a Senate confirmation process. Obviously that hasn't happened, nor has it been proposed. So that could in and of itself be a little bit dicey, but there are provisions out there in the U.S. Code where the acting attorney general should, um, excuse me, the deputy attorney general should take over if the current attorney general dies, becomes infirm, or resigns. Now, the, the, the operative language there is the word may. So the deputy attorney general, Rod Rosenstein, may take over should the attorney general, Jeff Sessions, resign. He doesn't have to, though. 
Secondarily, there's a process involving vacancies where the president can can, um, appoint an acting attorney general. Typically, though, the the law says it it, it should be the deputy. But again, there's nothing fixed that says it needs to be the deputy. This all sort of hinges on whether or not the acting attorney general, Matthew Whitaker, becomes a de facto attorney general. So the the Vacancies Act that I just referenced was designed to prevent people from being appointed for life without seeing the Senate. So if he's appointed as acting attorney general and just remains in this acting attorney general capacity, it is absolutely not legal. If he's appointed and then eventually sees a, a confirmation hearing, absolutely. But but for now, for now, it is legal. Is there a, a timeline for when he actually has to be uh, confirmed by the Senate? There is. It's two hundred ten days. What do you think the odds are that Trump just goes ahead and pulls the trigger and finally fires Mueller? Um, I mean, I mean, he has to know that the, the secret indictments are out there. Um, he has to know that he's in huge peril. His family, Jared Kushner's in peril. Ivanka's in, in peril. Um, the whole house of cards is going to come falling down. He, I, I don't think that he's a man. He, I mean, he put Matthew Whitaker in p- place to fire Mueller or to at least stymie the investigation. Um, and I don't think the man, Trump, is a subtle man. I don't think he's he, he's going to do that and then not pull the trigger and just wait it out, even though I'm sure all of his lawyers and I'm sure all of his confidants that have more sense than he does are saying you can't do that because then you'll just, you'll just really wake up the hornet's nest. Um, I think he's going to... I, I think that he definitely is going to fire him. I don't know when. Um, what are your thoughts? Boy, I don't know. I, I, I would like to think, I don't know. I think he probably will try. I think that this is sort of the first salvo towards towards getting that done. Uh, Whitaker is not somebody who, who believes that Mueller should be doing what he's doing. Um, and frankly, I think that, that you know, this is sort of um, Banana Republic style politics where you put in a sycophant who is just, you know, your surrogate. You know, the attorney general isn't the surrogate, isn't the president's attorney. They literally have chief White House counsel and then other counsel who are the president's attorneys. The attorney general is the, is is our attorney. But is he going to fire Mueller? I I don't know. I could see him doing it, and then I could also see him. It, it just depends on what the ultimate outcome of some of these indictments are. If if I think if Mueller goes after the kids, yeah, he's toast. Well, uh, I think he will fire Mueller probably in January, and I also oh, you're yeah, getting a short yeah, timeline. I think that he's gonna six weeks, <laughs> folks. Uh, and I also think shortly after that he will decide uh, decide that the Democratic Party is an illegal opposition party, and he will disband them. And yes. Yeah, huh. then we are living in the Handmaid's Tale. People watch it; it's it's just a dystopian pleasure. I just, you know. Yeah, I mean, I could see. I was thinking the other day, like I was thinking just today, in fact, why hasn't somebody approached him about stacking the Supreme Court? Like, why hasn't somebody approached him and said, "Hey, you want to consolidate power? Put twenty-one justices on the Supreme Court." Yeah, like we discussed just that in our our 10. second Civil War uh, issue. Is that yes, he, he's definitely and 
He, considering that that's a nuclear bomb and Republicans just detonate those on a daily basis, yeah. What stop? Yeah. They literally have simple majority to do it. They could do it with a simple majority of the Senate. Right. Not even the not even not even Congress. The Senate. That I don't see why they haven't. I Trust mean, me, they will. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't put in ideas in their head, but at that point, they own this country, and it's over. I think it also goes with the narrative of of how uh, Trump really is God's president. Um, you got Brett Kavanaugh in there right when he needed uh, Brett Kavanaugh to be in there. You know, he needed a another super conservative guy who actually is very, very uh, um, sympathetic to the idea of presidential power. And mm-hmm. he needed that guy. And he came in the last, like the 11th hour. There's Brett Kavanaugh. Ta-da! Um, everything's working in Trump's favor. The fact that he got elected in just a kind of a, a weird, crazy moment in political history is, is just the, the the first kind of point that like God said, you know, he put his finger on the scales and that, nah, I want Trump. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Trump can get away with anything he has so far. I think it's time for us all to believe that and understand that he is God's president and he can, it's good. 2019 is going to be his year. 2019 is going to be his year. Um, and praise him. Yeah, praise him. Uh, and I don't want him to hear this podcast and think that we were really critical before, because really, when it came down to it, we got the message out: Trump is God's president. Exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. We also gave someone in his administration, should they choose to listen, a great goddamn idea for Tyrant. Tyr- exactly. Okay? So we're we are we are on board. Great orange president. Uh, yeah. Just trust us. Here, far far off topic is one hundred percent MAGA. And with that, for, for life. life. Oh, <laughs> one thing, two things, two things. Uh, before we before we go, leave this topic. I just wanted to mention that should Trump get indicted or impeached and and or or resigns, and maybe one of these uh, sealed indictments is Mike Pence, president of the United States, would be Nancy Pelosi. Should she? get um can't happen re-elected nope. to the uh god now, will never let that the happen ex- the explosion of the right like that would just second civil war like yeah. their heads <laughs> would explode if that was the case and i would be delighted to see it Le- uh, less delighted than i would be uh to see sarah palin as president which i used to joke about i don't know if you recall my jokes about wouldn't it be funny if sarah palin became president just for like four years just to see how crazy it would be I'm retracting that joke as being funny because we are now seeing it every day in action. Right. Uh, that was, there was the, Trump. The election of Trump was the death of irony. Um, you can no longer you can <laughs> no longer posit some ridiculous outcome from an election and uh, get a laugh because we're living in that parallel universe. So, uh, yeah, you're right. And with that, uh, we are going to take our first break, and we will be back with uh, no politics, no more politics on the second half. So, see you then. Doctor. Yeah? How did Lucy die? Was she in great pain? Yeah, she was in great pain. Then we cut off her head and drove a stake through her heart and burned it, and then she found peace. All right, we're back. Um, 
that was we 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 went we went deep on the politics on that first half. Uh, you know, some people like it, some people hate it. I don't care. It's, you know, it's that that's just the way that's just the way this things goes now. Uh, we listen. Everyone asked for my opinion. I don't know about you, but everyone has is asking for my opinion. And the truth is, though, is that even when, like, even in the odd normal days, when I was like, no, we're just gonna stick to like weird subjects about. Just weird stuff. Let's just kind of keep it just general and neutral. We always manage to get where we, you know, to, to, to like some strident political point of view anyway. So Always. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. So I may as well just start off and yeah. lean into it and fuck it. Clearly, the other big thing in my, my life is uh, uh, News of the Strange. Um, and I have done a lot of reading, a, a crazy amount of reading on the paranormal. Uh, since really starting the podcast, I, uh, I used to just be, I mean, I had read a lot. I would say I, I was, I read articles here and there. I'd poke around, I'd bought books. Um, but I never really, I, I would listen to other podcasts and these people just, I mean, the, the breadth of their knowledge was, was, was staggering. And I started realizing that I do, even though I do embrace, uh, stories of the weird and the strange. There, there's a part of my rational brain that just rejects a lot of it and just doesn't find it very interesting. To this day, like I'm not really interested in, in Bigfoot. It's just something about Bigfoot that doesn't it doesn't really captivate my imagination. I don't know why. Now I will say, when I'm in the forest camping, uh, sure, I'm like, oh crap, Bigfoot could be behind that tree anywhere. Um, long story is, is that I realized that my knowledge base, my real like core knowledge base for a lot of these paranormal subjects was 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 wanting, it was lacking. So I went out on this kind of like this search to find just a, just a list to read books about things that I normally wouldn't, things that I usually just kind of like just looked away. Top of the list was UFOs, and that really honestly, um, last year was it last year? I don't know. Let me look it up. I think it was last year. I think you're right. That is such a great story. It, it it really is, and honestly, up until that point, I never really considered the fact that it was this year. Oh, it was this year. It wasn't until that UFO story about the the UFO encountered by the Navy pilots um, off the coast of uh, San Diego that I really even cared about UFOs. Yeah, uh, I used to think they were kind of interesting, especially the uh, the Phoenix Light incident uh, back in uh, yep. the nineties. That was intriguing just because of the sheer breadth of people who actually witnessed it, but you know the explanations for what it like the 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 rational explanation is that it's eventually essentially a group of uh ultralight enthusiasts basically just for flying in formation over the city but and i i just accepted that because it sounded like because one i didn't really give a crap for ufos but now that I have this kind of like this new idea that well you have a bunch of navy <laughs> professionals tracking something that doesn't right. make any sense and we now have tapes of it um that really really just set my my brain alight um so I started well well maybe I I really don't care about the the older claims of UFOs uh because one that like Roswell and Yeah, Roswell, the Adamansky stuff, the contactee yeah. movement with like the Venusians and stuff like that, that, that that's I mean, it all rings of fantasy. I still like it in a kind of, kind of odd side story, weird people, you know, human interest story type thing. Right, right, but right. But I'm not really, I'm not looking at like, oh, that, oh, this is great evidence of, of UFO or extraterrestrial life. It's only these really strongly documented cases that that really I find worthy of of investigation. Luckily for me, uh, a woman named Leslie Keen, uh, she wrote an entire book dedicated to 
stories just like this about documented cases of UFO phenomenon that were reported by you know, pilots, generals, um, you know, police, people who know. But also, the, it wasn't just because they're it wasn't just relying on their uh, position as an authority and just saying, well, just listen to me. I would never lie because I'm a pilot. I mean, I drink like a fish and I have uh, my wife hates me, but I would never lie about UFOs. Uh, it actually, the corroborating evidence is that they have like radar tracking, you know, stuff like that. That's sure. That, and I will say, I'm like with my critical mind is that yes, can it be explained as something else potentially if you had enough data? Sure, but it gets back to what what I, I really think I'm kind of like leading up into is the idea that things these people they may not explain understand what this this phenomenon is, but they. I, I believe probably not most of them, but some of them are are, are fairly credible, and I, 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 it just begs the question: like, what could it possibly be? And does science actually have a mechanism to test phenomena that aren't repeatable? You know, like that's the thing is that like right. science is designed so that if I have a hypothesis, and it's, it's obviously a great design. Uh, how does electricity work? I can create a uh, hypothesis and I can test that. Um, and then I find a result and then I send that to another per- group of people who then test my findings and say, okay, that is, it's, it's a real thing. So that we actually can create reliable models of the world and therefore create computers and stuff like that. So that's a great system. But I do think that there's a, a whole realm of phenomena that are happening to people. And I'm, I'm, I'm 100% realize there are frauds and there are crazy people and there are, are, uh, you know, mental phenomenon that can play in your head that you aren't even aware of that can make you see, hear, or sense things that are not actually real. But I think that the, the, the breadth and the, 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 how, how much, how many people actually report stuff in the world, it gets back to that like idea of the executions. Um, if we execute one innocent man, that's too many. And it's the it's the mm-hmm. idea that like even if all of them except one of these phenomenon are just complete hoaxes, that one case I think is worthy of really asking like what the hell like like, like you know like yeah like, yeah what, absolutely what, how how did that happen yeah you heard you saw what yeah I don't know if you actually have any stories of weird shit that happens to you I've had stuff that happened to me that I've I've always discounted because I think I, I definitely hew more toward the rational um, and I yeah. discount a lot of just weird stuff like it's like a trick of the light or whatever you know sure sure what about you what, what, what do you think like do you think that it is is possible to study singular phenomenon or odd phenomena i think we have to think it's possible i mean you know you know i think that you were hitting on some 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 ideas that i that i've sort of fleshed out too that uh i kind of thought that the ufo world was essentially dead um, you know, the, the UFO study was essentially dead. And then, you know, sa- same thing. I got fish hooked back by the Navy and um, started looking into it a little bit more. And it's a thriving community still. I think, you know, since Unsolved Mysteries, essentially, I, I think that was their, their big heyday. But by the way, but not to derail you, but uh, <laughs> I realized I, that's kind of like a check on my own credulity is uh, Unsolved Mysteries because they uh-huh. had this one spooky ass fucking uh, episode where they played a home video of this alien walking across a window. It's like it, it starts like just like like paranormal uh, activity, just like a static 
shot of a, a camera shooting a window for whatever reason in a kitchen, and you're watching it, watching it, watching it, and all of a sudden, boom! This alien, this little tiny like elf alien, Jesus walks Christ. across the windowsill from the outside. It's like, oh shit! Uh, I remember that reaction, thinking like, holy! If that happened, that's videotape. They can't lie. And also thought, you know, like uh, for whatever reason, if it's on TV, especially in a kind of quote unquote yeah, yeah. news format that. Uh, that, that right. They, well, the, it's not a news right. program. They give you <laughs> exactly. the warning at the beginning. Come on. This program is about unsolved mysteries. Whenever possible, the actual family members and police officials have participated in recreating the events. What you're about to see is not a news broadcast. <laughs> it's really presented like a news program, but it's not. I still thought you couldn't lie, but I mean, like, like overt. Like, I thought it was like, <laughs> just like, like fraud. But yeah, you're right. It could definitely lie in this. So I, I think that you can absolutely study that they exist. Um, but the one-time phenomenon, you know, I, people are terrible eyewitnesses. They, they lie. They, they make up stories for whatever reason. They want to get their 15 minutes. Um, I'm a little, I'm still very skeptical about UFOs. Um, Partly because of the ubiquity of cameras. A study of ufology should not be something that I think as somebody who's, you know, in this world of uh, I like interesting, strange things. It shouldn't be a, a, a field that I believe is dead, you know, because there are so many cameras out there that if we were being visited, um, they should have video of that occurring frequently. Right. Um, not like the opposite, which is these old amateurish, as you just mentioned, the, you know, the videos from the 80s um, and 90s, are, you know, they were happening every now and then, but, but they would garner some media attention. And now the, you know, the grainy video is, is all that we have, which, you know, we shouldn't. If, because everybody has a damn camera. It's not even like just people have cameras. Like, you know, the the we've talked about it tons of times about the surveillance state. There are cameras yeah. everywhere in your there city. Cameras everywhere. So I feel like if there's a phenomenon I don't actually believe in the, the big cover up either. The the idea that, that people are trying to nah. cover anything up. I, I just don't think that one, anyone in government gives two ass sense uh that there are UFOs. That most they're most likely if they're, if they're in government, they're more concerned about getting reelected than they are covering up the UFO menace. I guess this kind of circles back to one of my big complaints about the, I guess, I don't, I don't know what you call it, the paranormal research field, is that it yeah. relies so much on anecdotes. Case in point, uh, I also, in my uh, time off, was listening to uh, George Knapp's Hunt for the Skinwalker uh, on audiobook, um, just kind of like as I was doing other stuff. And I have to say, I expected so much more from that book. I I actually I worked with his one of his photogs, Eric Sorensen, um, back in uh, like years ago, um, obviously more than 10 years ago uh, at the Fox affiliate here in Vegas. And he would tell me stories about um, when they went and did their first kind of um, investigation of the Gorman Ranch in Utah. And he was telling me stories about how the scientists there had witnessed a portal that opened up to another world. And when he said scientists, uh, I was like, wait, they're 
there's actually like an actual like scientist studying this stuff and they're actually seeing shit <laughs> like that's big that's huge um that yeah. kind of data will like change the world so at the same time though like i said earlier um i my rational brain still said well there's probably something bullshit about that so whatever i'm not going to invest my time in uh studying about skinwalker ranch because it's probably just bullshit Fast forward to the last few months, <laughs> jumping into the uh, hunt for the Skinwalker, expected to hear really kind of what, what Leslie Keen was doing with the, her UFO book is data. I want to hear about um, not just the, someone's anecdotal story. I want to hear about the fact that there are actual, you know, um, even if they're like, like EMF readings or just, just, I want to hear some data. I want to hear something strong. It's not just like a, some guy's ghost story unfortunately nap's book is just one long ghost story um and they they give that away almost like halfway through not halfway like about a third of the way through um they're like oh yeah and so weird phenomena continued to happen in the gorman ranch and we never got any data for it there's no evidence at all i'm like really like why what oh it was just so frustrating because basically what it comes down to is a book about one man tom gorman uh, talking about these strange encounters on Skinwalker Ranch that range from the seemingly malign, like a giant wolf beast. Yeah, I remember that one. It's seemingly docile, but it then starts trying to murder a calf, and then when Tom Gorman and his son start like shooting it, it's just like, and then lopes off into the distance, and when they try to track it, it just disappears. And right. that one story, which pretty much opens the book, uh is every story from from Skinwalker Ranch. It's, it's these stories of a rancher, if it's not just Tom Gorman, it's a neighbor of Tom Gorman's, uh, who goes and sees something strange. Like there's one story about a, a, a cow who had, a, a rancher came over and discovered, oh, it's two front legs are broken. And he's like, oh shit, uh, oh, well, I guess I'll, I'll go 30 minutes back to the house to get a crane or something, and then I'll come back and save it. When he comes back, oh shit, the cows, the cows, both all four legs have been broken now, and he hypothesizes that something picked it up, took it in the air, and just dropped it from a, a high height to break all its legs for I don't know thrills, the lulls. <laughs> but then again, he's like, "Well, I was I was only ready to to take care of it for the two legs. Now all four are broken, so I'll have to leave again." So he leaves the scene again comes back with, I guess, more help or a bigger crane, and by this point, the the cow is gone, or it's been mutilated. I can't remember which, which, which of the two it is. It's, but that's pretty much how every story is. It's either been killed the, the or just disappears. And there's no one else anywhere that witnesses it. It's just a story. It's just it's a, someone's anecdote. And I can't tell you how frustrating and angry that makes me because the other co-author for the hunt for skinwalker is this guy named cole kelleher who uh is a nids scientist or was a nids scientist nids is yeah a, yeah yeah the uh discovery science uh was it the national institute for discovery science which is yeah based yeah. here in las vegas it's a uh, robert bigelow's paranormal research group and uh he he supposedly was gonna bring uh the a lot of just kind of like straight-laced you know, hard nosed science to it, and no, he did not. He ha he has it though. I mean, that's what's upsetting about it is Bigelow has more money than God, and also is putting uh, putting stuff into space. So it's not like he's wanting for 
for the ability to uh, hire good people and also good minds. But that's the thing is that like, and I would also think that he's not necessarily a crank because he's so moored to reality. I mean, he literally is working with NASA or I guess whatever SpaceX. I don't know. Whoever's putting shit up in space anymore, um, and he's doing—he's being successful at it. You know, that's that was his passion. But he—I guess he's like me. Has his side interest um, about the paranormal, and he has the money to actually hire people to study it. But then they don't study it. I mean, I—I I, I mean, I feel like there is an entire side business of to 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 steal money from people with lots of money. Uh, to study the paranormal and not actually show results at all. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, it goes back to that initial question: is how do you study it? Um, you know, do you, do you study it via anecdotes? And I think that unfortunately, that's a large part of of what the reporting and what the studying has to be, because unless you're involved in the phenomenon as it happens and have like some gear that will measure uh things like um you know various reactions that are occurring you're kind of screwed you're kind of reliant on those um anecdotes and 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 the people you know people's stories so that's why we hear things like you know police officer jones saw a ufo flying overhead and people go oh shit he's a police officer so no reason to lie. And the thing is, like, I think in those cases, Police Officer Jones probably wasn't lying. You know, like, he, he probably... And yeah, then, uh, Leslie Keene says this in her book, that um, she's like, yes, we're going to use the word UFO. She actually uses another word called uh, um, unidentified anomalous object or something like that, or uh, anomalous... Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so she, cause, because she wants to get away from the idea that... I mean, most of the, the people who kind of collaborated with her or the testimony that are included in the book definitely attribute these sightings to uh, alien intelligences. She herself is like, well, we don't necessarily have to go there to admit that weird things are happening. So if you take, and that's really the kind of the big hurdle for most people. It was for me um, when you start thinking about these things, because we've talked about the Fermi paradox. We've talked about, um, you know, just kind of the science-based idea that yes, there might be alien life in the entire universe, but are they visiting us just to play pranks to just streak across the air for no fucking reason? Uh, (laughs) Probably not. Like if you're going to travel that far, there's probably going to be some intention behind that. I mean, maybe unless, you know, that sort of travel is like passe now. You there know. is the idea. There is a theory that that uh, it's kind of the the zoo, the human zoo theory. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. The ant hill or whatever. Like, would you stop to investigate an ant hill as a human? If you were an ant scientist, you would. You know, an etymologist, you you definitely it would be an interest to you. So I mean, if we are so far down on the scale of living organisms, there would be probably specialists in the universe. They're like, okay, we're about to see the, the destruction of an entire race because they just elected a moron. <laughs> so come come through here and watch this slow motion uh, uh, genocide of an entire civilization. And yeah, I, I would think that would interest... I mean, I mean, if I was an alien and could just drive over to this place where it's about to nuke itself, yeah, you know, get my kicks. And the whole idea of the, like the, the the Gorman instance of these aliens or these ultra dimensional beings coming in 
and just mutilating cows for I don't know what reason. Yeah, what would they do that? They can't even posit a reason. Why would you ever? Because there's not even like there's no intention behind it. And how many cows do you have to mutilate to understand what a cow is? You know, like it doesn't. It just confounds me. And also the fact that in the entire book they they talk about uh, how the the range of phenomena that were happening at the Gormans were from mutilating cows, encounters with strange, monstrous creatures, and portals. Uh, it was it was witnessed. I actually read that it was witnessed that a portal opened up. It was only one singular incident uh, that was reported by a scientist and I think, again, Tom Gorman, uh, that a portal opened up the property. But uh, also, something something strange and unseen, moving plates and keys and, you know, just like a prankster shit. Like, like what... Like, just I don't know. It just yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're really like, gonna come what, from what another gener- another world to f- fuck with Miss Gorman's uh, keys or her Tupperware or God knows what. Like that's just no. <laughs> if you're gonna come through, yeah. I... <laughs> even in our, in our own fiction, when we talk about going into another like g- world, like in Stranger Things, going to the, to the upside down. Upside down. They yeah. are investigating with intention. They're not going there. They don't see the the alien. Like, oh shit, oh shit, he doesn't see me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna walk up. I'm gonna walk up. Hold on. Are you guys watching this? Watch this. Watch this. I'm gonna put my finger in its butt. Ha! It worked. F you, f you, alien. And then just butt bust ass back to the you know the portal. They don't do that because it's like, it's a, you know it's an important weird thing to do to go into another reality and observe the things there. So <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like why do they think that? that is an appropriate response from other intelligences and that we should take that seriously, then even we wouldn't do that. And we're, we're not even like time travelers or space travelers or interdimensional travelers. We wouldn't do that. We're, we're low on the scale. We would take it more seriously. But again, like what if it's just become super passe for them to fly to a new planet? I, like, I guess what you're if it's right. Just like, but it can't be. What no, if it's just like, is, who cares? <laughs> like, Hey, we have to stop in on, uh, uh, system JXZ934 and the, like the dude who's sitting next to him is like god damn it I hate that fucking place and then uh, what a backwater they just elected this lunatic and then uh, you know they need to f- fuel up on their um, their fusions that they that they power off of seawater so while they're doing that they just like uh, put the finger up your butt <laughs> I guess a so. hilarious joke I guess so, because you know it happens to enough of these folks. I don't, you know, I'm with you. I don't think it's, I think it's um, largely BS. But at the same time, I really want, you know, it's the poster. I want to believe. I want to think that something out there is happening like this, but I just don't. Um, it, the the rational brain kicks in, but I still love thinking about it and talking about it because it's fun. You know, it's it's interesting. That's probably why I keep coming back to this this field or this um, genre of topic is that. Um, I can't convince myself that there's nothing there, you know? Like, <laughs> I, that, I guess that's what it is. I can't convince myself that, like, there's absolutely nothing here. It's all a bunch of cranks. It's every single one of them are frauds. Every single one of them are lunatics. Uh, or just, they don't, are just uh, willing, they're complicit in their own delusion. Um... I don't know. I still don't think that every single one of them, every single sighting, every single uh, encounter, other than Tom Gorman's, who I think is a fucking liar, <laughs> in my own family, there are people that have seen shit that I'm like, okay. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I could, I, I believe them, you know? 
can I test it? I mean, I've never actually seen anything myself that's like so wild and crazy that I can just like, that I'm just, holy shit, that's like, that is outside the realm of possibility. I've always seen things that I've encountered are always uh, tangential um, or some like someone, like I've been around someone, like I walked out and like walked back in and they just saw something <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. or the things I've seen are just like, ah, it was, it was literally just a play of the light. I've had some weird stories that can't really quite be explained, but they're not really supernatural. But I think everyone has those. Everyone has those. Um, but we ignore them. We put them in a little box and say, whatever, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But well, I mean, you know, I, th- I, I agree. I think everyone does have those. I have one. But um, we put them away because, you know, they're fun to think about. In my, in my case, it's fun to think about, but sure as hell can't explain how it happened. Right. And I think we live in such a, in an era, in a society, uh, in a time that you, we realize that, yeah, if you, if you say something, you probably should come with some evidence. Because <laughs> otherwise, exactly. you're Tom fucking Gorman <laughs> railing about bullshit. <laughs> hey, Charlie! Is that Charlie? I think that I think it's time to to, to wind us down, which is perfect because uh, we're near the end. Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you! Alright, so uh, that is it. That is Far uh, far Off Topic. Um, Episode 1. It's designed to be a shorter show. Well, it's designed just to be a show. So, uh, I really... uh, I'm... uh, I, uh, I'm. That's my Wait, now see we now we have backup. <laughs> yes. Yep. That's my bi phone. Hey, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, it's just designed to be a show, uh, short, long. All I right. wanted it to be shorter, but apparently you and I can just not shut up. Um, yeah. Just not, it's, That's yeah, okay. So, but either way, it is what it is. Um, and hopefully we can get this done regularly because um, really, it's as you can see, it's not super formatted. It's really just a bunch of rants. That's all good. Yeah. So uh, I can do that. No, there is no uh, what do you call that website? Website. Yeah. <laughs> None of that at this time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there is a the web address is available, so I'll probably buy that eventually. But uh, I'm gonna zip it. I'm gonna snatch it right now and then squat on it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Then. Um, did you know that actually far off topic? Dot com is actually taken, but it is this weird site where it requires credentials. You go faroftopic.com, and then you have to type in your username and password to get inside of it. So I'm really curious um, what's behind that behind that paywall there, or whatever that, that uh, credential. Oh, interesting. Yeah. P- Far Off Topic Pod is not taken, folks. All so right. So don't squat on it, because we need that. <laughs> or I'll have to get really creative with how we spell Far Off Topic. Um but yeah, right. And uh, we do actually, actually, we do have a Twitter handle. I actually did, did already create that. So uh, if you want to yell at us at how long and aimless we've been on this uh, episode, uh, go up to Far Off Topic at Far Off Topic on Twitter. And uh, all right, yeah, we'll have more stuff later. I guess we just are gonna sign off. 
good. Bid you adieu. Bid you adieu. What, what, what was our what was our clothes? It was uh no it was um it was the fucking god damn it the Masons thing. It was the Masons thing, thing yeah. No, no, I don't like, remember it. Mis- but... It wasn't namaste. I'll I'll think I'll, I'll look it up again. <laughs>